Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at nria.net. U.S. stocks are falling with transportation shares leading declines following deadly bombings in Brussels that jolted markets and fuel demand for haven assets like treasuries and gold. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. The S&P 500 is down half percent or 10 points to 2041. Dow Jones Industrial Average down four tenths percent or 74 points to 17,548. The Nasdaq's down four tenths percent or 18 points to 47.90. Ten-year Treasury up 8.30 seconds. The yield 1.88 percent. The yield on the two-year 0.84 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 1.3 percent or 55 cents to $40.97 a barrel. COMEX gold up 1 percent or $12.20 to $12.56.60 an ounce. The euro $1.1228, the yen 111.62. And U.S. home prices rose in January as shoppers competed for a limited inventory of listings. Prices increased half percent on a seasonally adjusted basis from December, the Federal Housing Finance Agency said. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thank you so much. She is usually at desk 12 on the ground floor of our news bureau in Brussels. She usually does financial regulation. Today she is not. Today she is looking at terrorism and the effects. Julia Amber Verlaine is with Bloomberg News in Brussels, and she is at a changed forever train station. Julia, where are you right now? So I'm actually walking away from the commission towards the center of town to try to get a reaction from, from the Belgian people to see how they feel about this. Because now the idea is just like lockdown. What does this mean? Are shops going to stay closed? What about restaurants? What is the cost of all of this? Or do people want to try to show the terrorists, no, you're wrong, we're going to keep living? And that was one of the debates that came up this morning in the European Parliament when they nearly suspended a hearing I was attending. And one of the French MEPs said, no, this is exactly what they want. We need to carry on with business as usual. So I'm on the streets, and we're going to get a sense of what people are thinking. What have you seen so far in terms of commerce on the streets? Obviously, the transportation system shut down, but are shops open? Did people go home? Uh, what, what is it like? Uh, the streets are pretty empty. I mean, there's still circulation. All of the lunch places near the Berlin Mall and near Schumann and institutions closed because the majority of people were told by the government to stay home. And since the attacks happened in the morning when most people commute, I believe most people did and are working remotely. And those that are in the institution buildings have been told to stay inside and take taxis back. Now, the transportation system shut down. Uh, no indication when they will be able to reopen. No, and you have buses that are circulating completely empty, saying uh, deviated or uh, no service, etc. How will Brussels change? You are in the absolute heart of bureaucracy, Brussels. We've heard any number of interviews today that says Brussels is unique to Europe. What will it be like tomorrow, and much more, Julia, what will your world be like three months or three years from now? Um, you know, that's a tough question, and I, I think the thing is just what we saw after lockdown. People have very short-term memories. And so I can tell you that I think the next week or two will be like after the initial lockdown where restaurants will be emptier, people will be afraid to go out, dinners may be canceled. Um, there is a tendency for people to still want to live and go out, and you saw that after Paris where cafes are now repopulated. But what there will be in sort of the long-term effect is going to be that when you take a metro, people looking around, being jittery, 
to sound. Yeah. And you're a New Yorker. You experienced that after 9-11. There's still that memory of plane right. flies down low over a building. You get a little panic. So I think that's what's going to happen. Survival instincts and vigilance will kick in in the long term. You have a unique perspective working with Barclays in London, in New York, working in London uh, for some time, and now in Brussels. How will this change the dialogue of London and of Europe in the weeks to come, and particularly to the British vote in late June? I think what a lot of people were were worried about, and when you speak to a lot of the British journalists here, was that and the Brexit vote won't become about Brexit, but it will become about terrorism and refugees. And I think this is one of those events where you have another sort of tipping point, and it's a turning point when you say, all right, now there's even more of an excuse. Europe does not have its act together. They have problems. Do we really want to be involved? So I think it will affect the dialogue because as much as Cameron can be positive about the relationship, when people vote on referendums, and I, I believe it was the girl that said this, they're actually not voting about the referendum issues itself, but they're voting on anything else that's externally happening. And in this case, in Europe, it's terrorism and it's the refugee crisis. Julia Ambra Verlaine, thank you very much from Bloomberg News. In Brussels right now, some headlines crossing the uh, Bloomberg here about New York. Governor Andrew Cuomo announcing stepped-up security at major transit hubs here, although he says there is no credible threat to New York State at this time. But you will likely see uh, more security uh, going around uh, the state. Interesting market reaction today uh, for, uh, you know, a lot of different reasons. We have seen a lot of different assets move in different directions. Early today, shortly after the bombings, oil prices were higher because there was a report that Saudi Arabia was going to go ahead with an oil price freeze with or without Iran. They're now lower, West Texas Intermediate, 4096 down 1.3%. Brent crude, 41.25, down seven-tenths of a percent. Michael Whitner is global head of oil research at Societe Generale, and he's with us now. Uh, Michael, uh, it, it used to be that we would see, after an event like this, a big spike in oil prices because there would be a terror premium built in. Instead, they're going the other way. What has changed? Well, uh, <clears throat> I think what's happened is... Uh um, as opposed to worries about a supply disruption, and that's what would drive a, a spike. What we have today, and we've seen this in other terrorist attacks, and a moment ago you mentioned 9-11. Um, the worry is that something like this is a perfect recipe to, to kill off consumer confidence very quickly, and it's a, and, and the risk is that something like this uh, could, uh, could slow down economic growth. So uh, to me, it, it makes perfect sense that oil prices are, are down a bit today. Now, there was this report earlier that Saudi Arabia would go ahead with the oil price freeze with or without Iran. Put that in context for us. Uh, it's, uh, they announced a freeze uh, with the Russians some time ago, but uh, did anybody actually freeze? Really, nothing's happened. What, what was announced a month ago was was sort of a, a, a provisional freeze. That's what the Saudis and the Russians said. Uh, it was a provisional freeze uh, contingent on other producers, uh, including Iran, uh, joining them. So the development um, in recent days has been that it, it's become pretty clear that Iran is, is not going to participate, and, and then the Saudis have said, you know, we'll go ahead anyway. But I think 
I think it's really important to remember this is pretty much a, a, a gesture. Uh, in terms of real barrels, real supply, it's not going to do a darn thing. Um, so mm. it, th- this is really about market psychology. Mike, Michael, I don't have a lot of weight for percentage changes with oil with a huge trajectory in the technical construction of the market right now. Are you and Society General willing to say oil's hit a bottom? We do think oil has hit a bottom. The, the only risk would be a big wave of uh, risk aversion, which is really what drove most of the downturn in December, January, into February. Absent that, we think uh, oil has hit a bottom. At the same time, there's not much of a fundamental underpinning right now. So we are looking for a little bit of a pullback in the second quarter. Um, and, and we're fairly cautious for the rest of the year. Mm. I mean, we, we think WTI is going to be around uh, uh, 38 bucks in the second half, mm. around not too far from where we are now. Michael, thank you so much. Michael Whitner with his Global Head of Oil Research, Society General. Uh, with a lot to talk about here, uh, we'll get him back on for a longer discussion. Uh, uh, Mike, the president will speak at 1010, 10-10 a.m., that according to the White He House. was uh, scheduled to make a speech. He is in, of course, Havana on his trip to Cuba, was scheduled to make a speech then, and we're told by the White House that he will append some remarks on what has happened in Brussels to that speech. Early this morning at about 8 a.m. Brussels time, uh, the height of check-in at the uh, Brussels airport, uh, suicide bombers, uh, one possibly two, uh, blew themselves up and killed uh, many people at the Brussels airport. About an hour later, at the uh, metro stop right outside the EU government building, another attack. Right now, the latest numbers we have are uh, more than 30 dead. There isn't a specific credible number yet, but yeah. more than 30 dead in these attacks, more than 100 injured. Uh, a headline again from Bloomberg, the Brussels railway stations to reopen at 4 p.m. Again, for those of you nationwide uh, on plane flights, you need to check with those carriers. Delta and American Airlines have been particularly forthcoming uh, with clarity on that, with some planes landing in Brussels and others being well, moved the, to Dusseldorf. The, the Brussels airport has been closed since the attacks, yeah. and the, so uh, flights have been diverted around Europe. Yeah. But uh, they are hoping to reopen the Brussels airports tomorrow is what they're saying, but uh, no confirmation of that. Uh, Jonathan Stern's reporting the EU Parliament, and we thank Richard Ashworth of the United Kingdom for his comments this morning. The EU Parliament to shut all Brussels premises except the main site. Uh, the Parliament will work from home on Wednesday. Again, that according to Bloomberg uh, News. We need to say thank you to all of our team, particular thanks to our European team who uh, uh, worked very hard this morning to give us clarity on the moving events. We continue on Bloomberg Radio with continued updates on the bombings in Brussels. We are produced by YUN, Ken Fellio, our global technical director. This has been Bloomberg Surveillance.